This is the Transformation Bros Podcast. Here are your hosts, Jason and Nathan. Hey guys, welcome to episode 30. Wow. I know we go on about that every time we do an intro, but every um, 30, time. 30 is a is a good number. I remember when I was 30 and it's a long time ago. Yeah. We got a birthday coming up. Oh yes. You had a pre-birthday party birthday. Yeah, thank you. How'd that go? It was fantastic. It's actually really good to get all my, everyone I know. Uh, the last time that happened for me was when I was five years ago, when I was 50. <laughs> 50. Uh, so yeah, no, it was fantastic. Had a great night. I think everyone enjoyed it. Um, had some yummy pizzas and... Yeah, you had a wood-fired pizza trailer, trailer guy. guy turn up. Yeah. You just started pounding out the pizzas. It was, it was awesome. Am- yeah, it was amazing. It was a scramble to get those first pizzas. So. <laughs> yeah. Everyone was scrambling. Yeah. And I'd forgotten that I needed someone to run the pizzas around. Mm-hmm. So I asked my three children. Child labor, yeah. Yeah, and they, they did so it. so happy about it. Yeah, <laughs> not initially. <laughs> yeah. So I had to give them $10 each. I felt like the beer pong didn't really hit. No, isn't that interesting? Yeah, it was. I think we're all remember, old. Remember we were talking about we're not really sure what's going to yeah. fire at the party. You don't know what's going to hit at a party. No. Um, but it, uh, I think because people ended up just sitting at the table, though, didn't they? I don't think they realized it was a beer pong table. But I yeah. was inside, so I didn't see, actually. Uh, no, the kids were playing it. Oh, the right. kids loved it, actually. Um, so they were playing it, but no one else took it up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, well, you never know. The fire was a hit, though. I played brazier. with the kids all yeah. afternoon. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. With water, of course. Yeah. We played water pong. Water pong. Yeah. Um, I think the rest of us are just past that. But anyway, I had it there in case somebody picked it up and ran with it. Yeah. It was awesome. I took my um, new boyfriend. Oh, yeah, that yeah. was awesome. He's lovely. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, first time you've met him. Yeah. Yeah, I forget that, actually. Hi, Non. Hi, Non. Yeah. <laughs> We're naming him now. How scary. Yeah. Um, Serious. Yeah, I forgot you hadn't met him. Yeah. True. Yeah. You just you, felt very natural. You dropped him in the deep end. You Man, hadn't totally. hadn't met anybody. Well, my entire family was there. I think almost nobody was missing from my family. True. So he never met anyone, and they just had to... Meet everyone, but he he did fine. He's a yeah. little bit shy, but um, you know, he, he slotted right in. Yeah, he did well. Yeah, actually. he did really well. And I was saying to you yesterday, like it was no moment because I had to. I keep get pulling away by different people. Mm. A lot of fans of the podcast. Shout out to everyone that was there that oh. came up and said hi. Yeah, thanks. It was really cool. Mm. Um, super fan Dean was there. Yep. Hey Dean. Awesome. Hey Dean. Um, yeah, and lots of other people came up said hi which was cool uh but i kept get pulling away to talk to people and he never complained once oh that um, good man. i would whinge and moan like if <laughs> i was in that situation i'd be like you left me i was stuck talking to your nana <laughs> no nah, i wouldn't be i'd be charming them but yeah no yeah. that was really cool but it's yeah. a big moment isn't it i haven't been in a relationship for four years so like this is every, every step is quite um wow has it been that long yeah i didn't know that 2017 i broke up with your My last, last boyfriend, boyfriend, yeah, July twenty first. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so you you forget all these. Uh, there's so many steps in your relationship. There's so many vulnerable things, open yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. And it's good you point that out. Actually, I haven't been in a relationship for a couple of years. Mm. I think that's why we do the podcast because <laughs> we've got nothing else to do. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So we live vicariously through the podcast. Exactly. Yeah. So that was cool. I had a great uh, win at squash last night, which um, you guys know I'm obsessed with squash now. Yeah, well and, done. Uh, oh, it was so good. It was so good. 
So good because uh, the number one Kiwi, Paul Cole, he won another title last week. I saw you post that. Yeah, got up early, watched mm. it, beat the world number one. So he's moved to world number two now. This is and, a Kiwi, folks, yeah, by the way. Yeah, it's a mm. Kiwi. And so I was watching that and something about it, when, when you watch an inspiring thing like that, you just mm. immediately want to go out and, and play. And I think I was channeling my inner Paul, <laughs> Paul Cole. Cole. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to last Paul. Night. Massive game. It was an hour long Five setter epic! Yeah, wow, so good. You left, left everything on the court. Totally. One rally, I collapsed. Like my legs, we, we, the rally went for like a couple of minutes. You know, wow. sprinting constantly. Yeah. And he hit one last shot into the corner. And as I was going to it, my legs just buckled underneath me. I looked like you know when you do an impression behind um, a table of like walking down stairs. Oh yeah, and yeah. you're like your legs kind yeah. of go down. I it was like one. that. Yeah, wow. Because like, I just had no juice left in my legs and I just collapsed. Slowly went down as you yeah. moved towards the corner. And there was a moment, um, this is why I think like sport and life and business, they all relate. Because there was a moment in the fifth game where he sort of taken off and it was like 6-2. And I know this moment very well that if it gets to 7-2 and then 8-2, that buffer Mm. In the last game is really hard to get back, mm. and you've got this mental thing of going, "Geez, I don't have another game up my sleeve to get back." This is it, yeah. And you get in your head, so I was like, "I know if I let him get too far away from me, it's over." Mm. And so, and I was exhausted, like I was already done. I was like, "Man, how am I gonna?" And I was like, "Well, you're just gonna have to, you know." I want to say harden up, but that's not the word. It's it more like you got to fight. Mm. You have to fight. Ooh. And I remembered like um, the thought that came into me in the middle of the game is from the gym work I've been doing mm. and like pushing those last two or three weights and like all the pain and you've just got to focus and push through. It was like that. I was like, come on, you know how to fight. Wow. You know how to like hang in there. Mm. So it's this thing where you've like, you've got to fight and you've got to stay on top of yourself physically. You've got to make sure your breathing's all good. And then you've got to still play good squash. And then you've got to have good strategy on top of that. Mm. It's like in those moments, that's where you get tested. And, yeah, it all came together. Wow, that's amazing to pull all that together in the <laughs> yeah. in, you know, in an hour-long um, squash game. Yeah. Wow. I think that's what, it, that's, what the, that's what the training is. is like, can you – but it's the same in, in, in life or anything. It's like, can mm. you – bring together your you know your your physical body your your fitness your your connection to your body your breathing can you hold all of that can you stay like clear in your mind mm. um can you you know make sure you're doing the right strategy and the right techniques mm. that's what we're always trying to do aren't we in mm. our business and everything we're trying to make sure everything is aligned all the time mm. and especially under pressure yeah, that's when it really counts, isn't it? That's when it counts. That's what all the training and practicing is for, for those moments. That's right. Mm, wow. I usually practice on a Wednesday. I'll play maybe two and a half hours of squash, but nothing prepares you for a battle like that. Because wow. when you're training, you can kind of just drop out whenever you want and you can have it, isn't there? But in those long games, it's there's no break. Mm. It's, it's, you know, you have in five games, you have four or five 90 second breaks <laughs> it's like wow. nothing yeah no. otherwise you're sprinting you know and um i think that's uh i, I learned that too i was like Poof, i was unfit you know all the training i do i still felt unfit wow yeah because uh, it's match fitness that's what people call it true yeah i'd get slaughtered <laughs> i'd be like a lamb in there oh man because i'm not as fit as you wow 
Well, then it's it's also it starts to become like the more strategic you are and the more accurate the shots they're playing, you're not having to sprint around as much. Whereas mm. you're, if you're hitting weak shots, he's going to plow you into the back corner and boom, you're off. You're off for a run to go and mm. get the ball. Mm. So more and more and more my strategy is like, how can I actually, rather than just be the guy that's the fittest, that can run the farthest, how can I really work on hitting accurate shots under pressure, mm. really tight shots no matter how much pressure I'm under? And that got tested last night and it was a lot better. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I, this is amazing. You got to talk for like 10 minutes or whatever on squash. <laughs> no yeah. one else will listen. Everyone You're really... sort of glazes over when I start talking. <laughs> now this is my podcast. Yeah. We Hang in there, folks. Listen. We're going to talk about Everyone's something today. Plus 30 seconds button. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Squash, 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 yeah. squash. Just shoot through to about nine minutes. And yeah. Then you'll... <laughs> oh, look, we're there. Yeah, we're there, there already. We go. But I do like um, the analogy between, um, well, you know, how we do one thing is how we do everything. Mm-hmm. So you'll be bringing that into your um, into your life as well. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Especially when you talk about aligning everything like the body. Yeah. And, and the um, pressure. Yeah. There's times when you're just under a lot of pressure. Yeah. Busy, too much on. It's like those are the moments you got to. Yeah, because that's when we collapse. True. Yeah, that's right. Certainly when I collapse. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd say in my business, that's what I've got used to actually is going, oh, right, I'm really under pressure. I can really feel it and just. Yeah, I don't know. I was going to say embrace it, but it, I don't think it's that. It's actually just acknowledging it mm. and then asking myself, am I okay? Mm. Yep, I'm okay. I could just right, do the next thing. I wonder if that's what you do in squash, but it'd be, it would be happening, happening so much quicker. Yeah, well, I, the, I, I would say the comparison to that is is when you have a really bad couple of points that go against you. Oh, yeah. And like last night I had a lot of referee decisions go against me. I was getting really frustrated by that. Those referees, yeah. But you have to um, find a way to let that go and drop back in. Yeah. Mm. And the other thing, so there's there's that, right? There's like, how do I each moment? So like in that, what you're talking about in business, it's like even if you're under the pump and things are pushing you and you're dropping some balls, Mm. not letting that get to you, but go, well, I've got to let that go and do the best in catching the ball that's in front of me Mm. now. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right, it. Because, up in it. Um, Hard to do, though. Very yeah. not human. Yeah, you know? that's right. I think I choose to let some balls go yeah. and grab the next one that's relevant sometimes. Mm-hmm. That might be a way of doing it. Mm-hmm. wonder how other people do it. Big time. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't remember the other one I was going to say is, but. I think it's good to notice, though, when we are getting stressed or overwhelmed, mm. like to actually take a moment and. Because if I think back, I never would have done that. Like it's as soon as it got stressful, it just kept being stressful. Probably till I went to bed, or went mm-hmm. or got home, or you know whatever interrupted it. Mm. But now I definitely a thing I do do is recognise it and go, "Jeez, this is tough right now." Yeah, awareness. Yeah, I don't. I hope that doesn't sound too simplistic, but I think it actually works for me. Yeah, whereas I can just acknowledge that I'm overwhelmed, mm. and it seems to work. I don't know, it's probably from years of experience, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, and recognising, oh, I've been here before. Yeah. I know how this looks. Yeah. I know how it goes. I know my predictable pattern here. Yeah. And being okay with it. So now another one in squash, see, I don't know, see if this relates to business, but um, sometimes I'll go in there and I know I've lost to this guy once or twice or three times before, and I'll, I'll have that in the back of my mind. Or, um, you know, we play for grading points. 
So there's mm. always sometimes you're playing someone and it's like, oh, there's a lot of points on the line here. Mm. And if you start thinking about that, I always lose it. Right. Yeah. Because you're not in the moment. No. You're and in so, your head about yeah, the, I'm sort of, the yeah, pressure that's and right. what's at stake and yeah. all of that. And so, again, if I come back and I go, hang on, just play the next point. Yeah. And even like I, this is a strategy I use when I'm like right up against it if it's like, you know, 14-12 and the guy's about to win. Right. I don't go, geez, he's about to win. I need to do something different. I go, no, actually you need to just play this point as if it's any other point mm. and do your best. Mm. But it's when I get up in my head and create, the game doesn't know it's at that point in the game. No. You know what I mean? It's yeah. only me that's deciding that this mm. is somehow a different rally than the last five. Yeah. And so I think, I don't know, is there some something in business in that too where it's like you can't yeah. get caught up too much in the big picture and you've got to just... Well, what comes to mind is what you taught me years ago, which was presence over performance. Mm. I think it's really relevant because that helped me so many times going into business meetings or dealing with certain things. I'd be like, just be present to the moment. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think that's kind of what you're saying. That's exactly there. that. Yeah. Yeah. I had, um, had this, talked about this with a client today um, because I noticed he, he he's a performer in lots of different ways mm. because, and see if you relate to this guy, like he doesn't want to ever look stupid. I don't want to be, <laughs> be humiliated. Yeah. I don't know. Is that just me? Or is there other people who don't want to look stupid? I think that's everyone. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Put your it's hand a up lot if of people. you don't want to feel stupid. Put your hand up. Yeah. Um, we promise not to sing again. <laughs> I made no such promise. <laughs> um, he, yeah, so he he often thinks about, I do this when I'm like going to like out for a dinner party or something like that with a bunch of people maybe that I don't know. I'm like, oh, geez, how am I going to sound interesting tonight? Oh, what have I done lately that's interesting? How wow. can I tell that story in a way that will make me look interesting? But it doesn't create connection. It creates performance. And the best you can hope for is that you don't look stupid. You look slick, you know, yeah, but it doesn't wow. actually create. That's pre-performance as well, what you just described there. Yeah, pre-performance. Yeah, well, I think that is performing. Right. You know, it's like thinking about how you're going to perform like a like a actor in a play mm. they you know do the script and then they go and perform it mm. um yeah whereas presence you know i was saying to my client today like presence is where you it, it involves trust mm. it involves trusting yourself mm. that in each interaction i'll be really present with the person in front of me and i'll just trust that i'll i'll be okay yeah and even if you are or don't know what to say or say something stupid or you're embarrassed that that's okay. I think that's what we do on this podcast. Yeah. We just trust. Doing it right now. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I had. I just, that's all I came Yeah. yeah it, it's also giving people permission. I, I, I give my clients permission to say, if you've got nothing to say, just say, oh, funny, I don't really have anything to say right now. Mm. Yeah, I love that. You don't, because the, the performing part of you is trying to think about the next thing to say. Yeah. And also when you when we're thinking about the next thing to say, we're not listening. Mm, and actually be present. present. Yeah. And that, I'd have to say that's a big part of my learning too over years, over the last long time now, was to uh, let those thoughts as they came up, like someone would be like, oh, I've been doing da 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 and my mind would be like, oh, I've been doing that, and I want to, oh, I want to share my story about that. And I'd, be, and I'd say to myself, no, nope, you don't need to share that story. Sometimes I do, by the way. And then, um, yeah, they they very quickly move on. 
and just listening mm. to someone and just being really present. I actually love that. I love doing it, but it can it can go too far too, where you're then just being the observer or just yeah. the listener, and you don't get to speak any of your own truth. So I've been practicing that over the last few years of like going, oh no, you know, I wanted to tell you about such and such, or this is what's happening for me, and yeah. I like that. I reckon that's like a squash game, if we can use another analogy. Mm-hmm. Like you taking turns at having hits. Mm. That's quite important. That's because connection requires both sides, yeah. both people to feel seen, heard and valued. Yeah, it's not authentic just to sit and just listen to someone on and on and on and on. Unless you, well, that's what you want to do, that's fine. Yeah, but it often leaves you feeling empty, dissatisfied. Unheard. Yeah, and just like you probably don't want to talk to that person again. Yeah. It's been all one way. I think it's really interesting. It'd be interesting to notice where people are on the spectrum. Like, mm. do you notice when you're having interactions with people, uh, are you more of the person that just shuts down and listens? Mm. Or are you the person that just talks and talks and talks? And actually, if you're being honest, you probably don't really know what half the people around you are even up to because you're yeah. so busy telling everyone about yourself. Yeah, or are you the person that is sharing, uh, sharing the, the airtime mm. and being present to your own thoughts while you've, while you're talking and interacting. Because there's a lot of people that are really uncomfortable with silence, I notice. Yeah, I've noticed that too. Yeah. Whereas I think um, I've really trained myself the last, well, probably 10 years, yeah. that oh, I love silence. Because it's really, um, there's no greater truth for me, I reckon, than just two people sitting in silence. <laughs> it's so authentic. Yeah, it's know? so uncomfortable though. I've Yeah, I've had to train myself as well. Yeah. And I initially did it in trucks i'd be sitting with another truck driver Mm -hmm. and it was i noticed when i learned this i noticed that i'd always come up with conversation and be talking about stuff and so when i first started being okay with silence silence it was like being in a straight jacket Mm. okay i'm okay this is silence what and what was the discomfort what is the discomfort i don't know um hadn't actually thought about that i think if I think about it now, it's like, um, am I sounding interesting? Am I, <clears throat> do they think I like them? Am I, you know, do they have something to say? Because quite often we'll ask a question just to find out more about them. Do I seem interested? Yeah. Guess that sort of stuff. Hadn't thought yeah. about it. But it wasn't. I don't, I often now, because I, I don't mind being silent, but I, I, the other person I'll often notice is uncomfortable. Right. And that's a trigger for me. I don't like seeing someone else oh, uncomfortable right. or making right. them uncomfortable. <laughs> so then I'll go, oh, uh, so what, how, what how have you been up to? Yeah, I'll just start <laughs> yeah. talking because I don't want to make them uncomfortable. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, that happens a lot with me. But it's, um, yeah, it's interesting because it's, yeah, there's a, there's, a, there's a realness. There's a realness to when you're just both sitting there. Yeah. Silence. I, I really love it. Because you're just being, it's two humans just being, and we really get to have that. Maybe people have it with their partner, I don't know, but maybe not. Yeah, it's a game anyway, everyone can play, you know, <laughs> test out the silence game. Yeah, or practice it, and just notice why you're uncomfortable with it. Yeah, that's great. I, to be honest, a lot of people are uncomfortable being silent on their own. Yeah, you oh know, yeah, that's that's very real. themselves. Yeah, I so, definitely had that. Yeah. But yeah, I think that that um, I have no idea how we ended up on this. But the um, connection between two people is it's really good. Of like, you do have to listen, and 
you know, you want to actually listen to understand and, and really get into someone's world and see them and, and have them feel heard. And then equally, you have to find a way for you to be understood to share what you're up to and who mm. you are and, and in a way that that's being understood. Yeah, reciprocal. Mm. Can be challenging. A fun game you can play is sitting at a dinner table and watching the um, the conversation bounce around. Dunk, dunk, as someone picks like a ball, mm. got a ball, and they pick mm-hmm. it up and yeah. Jason and Nathan, I thought we. Uh, I'm going to um, help you organise Christmas this year. Oh man, when you told me that, I was so happy. Did it feel like Christmas when I told you? Yeah, it felt like Christmas. <laughs> felt like my birthday and Christmas all at once, <laughs> literally, and it is normally. Yeah, well, what I liked about it is I hadn't put any thought into it up until that point. Yeah. So, and then you gave me permission to not think about it ever again. Yeah. So that was fantastic. Did oh, I give you that permission? <laughs> that's what. It, that's how it occurred to me. <laughs> I was like, "Whoa, you're going to do that, and I'm not going to have to do anything." But now that I'm realising, <laughs> sitting in front of you, that yeah, okay, you can still ask me to do stuff. It's going to be at my place. That's why. Yes, that's right. You're hosting. Yeah. But yeah, I'm excited about it. And one thing I'd like to do, and maybe we can. Um, talk about this together but I thought it'd be fun to try and facilitate some questions like this around the family oh yeah so when we're all around the uh, the table so to speak right like actually uh, putting some prompts out there because what do we normally do like you just said we sit there and everyone talks over each other and then we read a bad joke from the Christmas cracker oh yeah you know one or two of them are good yeah yeah occasionally Um, I see you reckon have some prompts yeah you look uncomfortable is that uncomfortable? No, I'm not uncomfortable. Yeah, I, I, was, I think I think this is in the category of me being uncomfortable that other people are uncomfortable. Oh, I'm glad you yeah. distinguished that, yeah. actually. Well, yeah, and I thought, um, you know, you and I, we have to be aware that we're probably a little bit happier talking about anything ourselves. No, we could have the masturbation Just, conversation. <laughs> at Christmas. Hey, how about that turkey? One. That turkey yeah, looks good. That's right. Seeing your mum. We don't have okay. turkey. Yeah, true. Yeah. We're not going to do that. Um, but no, just uh, just some prompts like um, oh, I don't know. I'm thinking off the top of my head, but um, like what's something you're most proud of that you did oh, this year? I love those things. Or like, yeah. um, which family member do you want to acknowledge for something this Ooh. year or something like that? Just just yeah. not massively deep things, yeah. But just stuff that just facilitates a little bit more connection between oh, us. I love it. Wow. Yeah, that's fantastic. Could be fun, right? Yeah, I'm in. I'm into it. Mm. Might just be you and me answering the <laughs> questions, but that's fine. No, I reckon the family will be into Nobody that actually because I reckon they'll be really into it. <clears throat> yeah, it's those kind of questions. It's like one of those games um, we played one the other night, but yeah, we have those yeah. questions and it just elicits a different kind of response totally. to what would normally be talked about. Because if you say to two people, "Oh, connect with each other," it's hard. Yeah, but if you give them some prompts, I think it just is really helpful. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah, great idea. Yeah glad we got to share this on the podcast yeah i thought so might be a fun idea for other people to try yeah you never know um the food will be <laughs> on point on point yeah yeah people if they've listened to previous podcasts they'll remember that i was going to have an indian and steak and sausages and stuff for Those midwinter Christmas. And, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. you're really upset about that yeah it's mortifying <coughs> but um <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm, yeah. d- I'm just like I got a lot of support from there. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. Got some shout outs about that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was Behind the, the scenes. Yeah, <laughs> not from the family. From people that listen to the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not from the family. They didn't care. Yeah, they didn't care that we're eating cheesecake with curry <laughs> and a coleslaw <laughs> and burgers and a burger. Yeah. 
Well, all right. The question that we had this week, yes, was a good one. Oh, yes, from Andrew. Yeah, thanks, Andrew. Always nice to get a question in the group. The yeah, he said, say some more about covert contracts. Mm. <clears throat> so, covert contracts relates to uh, is a phrase that Dr. Robert Glover coined around being a nice guy. The No More Mister Nice Guy book. Yeah, which has got a lot of these really cool insights. Yes, very much so. Yeah, and so... Highly recommend. How do you describe a covert contract? What, you, I put it in the comments under his um, yeah, question. So go and read that. It's been great having you on the show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all the answers are written there. Yeah. Well, if you're not in the Facebook group, you wouldn't see it. Totally. Um, a covert contract is doing something for others uh, with the... In, in the hope, express intent with the yeah, that's right. That they w- will do something reciprocal back for you. Yeah, yeah, but you don't tell them. That's why it's called covert. So if I shower you with love and I give you everything you need, I, my covert contract is that you're going to love me back. Yeah, yeah. That's probably one of the biggest ones when it comes to nice guy behavior or people pleasing. The one in the relationship <coughs> would be like if I do the dishes and take out the trash and yep. vacuum and, and keep the living room clean yep. then we get to have sex tonight yeah yeah that's right yeah yeah and then there's just crickets <laughs> <laughs> and someone's I, the, left for, wanting for me the most simple one is and i've experienced this myself is when you say i love you to someone mm. in order to hear it back Ooh, yeah Ouch. I know. Because try saying I love you to someone and they're not getting it back mm. and notice how you feel. Yeah. And if you feel a bit burned, it may have been a covert contract. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Wow. It's an interesting one, that one. Yeah. But it's really, tons of them. it's really freeing. I That one, because I noticed that when I said I love you to um, someone and didn't hear it back, I was like, oh. Yeah. But I had to check in and I had to go, do I love this person? Was that an authentic, genuine share? Or was I fishing to see if he loved me? Yeah. And to get it back. Yeah, it was a little bit of both. But I when I checked in, I was like, no, I genuinely wanted to share that. Yeah. And it's, it's such a freeing thing when you actually realize, oh, I can just share that I love someone without needing to hear it back. It's an expression of my love. It's not mm. a covert contract to get it back. Mm. to hear it back love that it's a real big one that one yeah 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 these um, things are they are <clears throat> they sit in our language and they sit in our relationships all mm-hmm. these little covert contracts mm-hmm. so if you're up for it just having a look and just exactly what you did when you said that noticing but also maybe have a look and see where else your know, little covert contracts are well it probably operating. starts at your needs right like yeah. understanding what your needs are mm. um and I, I was a classic because I'm very independent, which is a trauma response from childhood. Mm. I pretended to be needless. Mm. So there's a spectrum of like, if you imagine needless, like someone that has no needs from anyone else. Yeah. Over to the other side of needy. Yeah. You know, that's the spectrum. Can't be alone. No one wants to be needy. Mm. Everyone hates the word needy. Mm. Oh, he was so needy. He was too needy. Mm. Oh, yeah. She's a real needy girlfriend. Mm. No one wants to be that. And in the middle is um, like the ability to be self-sufficient. Mm. So it's it's acknowledging that, yep, I am um, independent. I'm okay on my own. But I also have needs that I want to get met. 
It's not saying I have to have them met or I'm going to collapse. Mm. They're neediness. just real and normal. That's and, right. And um, fine. You know, they're okay. So I don't know if you can think of examples, but like I need, um, well, I need to have sex. That's a need. Yep. Like I don't um, have to have it, or but there's I want to have sex. I yep. like it. Yeah, I got that one too. Yep. Um, I need um, physical touch. I really like mm. intimacy. I like cuddles. I like holding hands. I like I like touch. So I have a need mm. for human contact. Mm. Um, do you have any? Like, what are some of your? I have needs? no needs whatsoever. Needless. <laughs> needless. <laughs> Needless um, alert. No, I have. Um, needless I have, alert. <clears throat> yeah. He's a liar. <laughs> Laying. I have a need to be connected. Like I need to feel connected mm. and to have connection. Like mm. I don't want to be alone. I love companionship. Um, oh, companionship's a nice word. Yeah, it's a beautiful word. Um, I have the similar needs to you. Uh, I need to feel respected. Actually, mm. that one just came out. I wasn't. That are you talking about through. a partner mainly, or are you talking about just in Jeepers. life? I don't know. It just fell out. It just fell out of nowhere. But um, I'm going to actually have to check in on that one and see where that one's coming from and where I. Why not do it maybe, in front of all these people? Yeah. Well, there's only two people listening. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Let's be honest. Me and my mum. Yeah. Yeah. Both of you know me, so that's fine. Um, I'll check in with that one. But I, uh, what other needs do I have? I need to be on purpose. That's one of my needs. I need to be doing something a little bit bigger than me. I, I've always had that. I've got to be striving for something, going somewhere, doing something, uncovering myself, being myself, finding my authenticity. Um, and so I think any person that would be with me would have to understand that because mm. I haven't watched TV for 15 years because I've always been on purpose. And just I'll read, I'll listen to things, I'll, yeah. So that's one of my needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. I really we interesting. should do we should do a needs analysis. Yeah, a little needs list. Yeah. A little yeah. needs list. Because when good. you're clear on your needs, um, then you can ask for them. Yeah, and that's the scary thing, right? I've, I've yes, for a nice guy, it is. Yeah, it for a nice want guy. Any confrontation. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've done that a little bit, but mm-hmm. not too much since I've, I haven't been in relationship since I've figured this out. Mm. But obviously we don't want to look silly, we don't want to look bad, we don't want to lose somebody or have them go, oh, that's a stupid need, you you know, that's weird. Well, we don't want to have like, so uh, sex is always such a good one because it's so uncomfortable for mm. people. Mm. And so it's such an easy one because it, it shows this very clearly. And it'd be interesting if you can talk about the mask-femme dynamic with sex, but if, let's say, typically the man you know, in a male-female heteronormative relationship, the yep. man initiates sex. Or trying Easy to, to initiate talk sex. about it in that way, that's right. Yeah, and so he might have a need to have sex, but um, he can't ask for that need. And he knows that she isn't into it or she's annoyed or she's been dealing with the kids all night and just can't really get in the mood or whatever, but he's got a need that's being unmet, so he might have to create a covert contract to get that need met. Oh, man, this is this is dodgy. This is dodgy water. Is it? Well, it is because, and mainly because I haven't, I haven't, I've haven't, I've learned about this, but I haven't had the chance to practice it. Yeah. So I, I couldn't be talking about an actual example. But what the learnings and this trainings that I've been in, as you know, is that a man, man, this is going to sound... I don't even know how this is going to land, so buckle up, people, and just see how it sits. But, like, 
if a man is, so his greatest gift is to lead his woman and to be respected. And the woman's greatest gift is to be radiant and receive his love and his um, his um, guidance, like his direction. And these this should only happen with devotion. So if it doesn't mean submit to unhealthy things and mm-hmm. it doesn't mean leading to be controlling. So they are unhealthy. But if you have a healthy relationship, if that is existing, then the man will be doing a lot of things for his woman and um, meeting her needs, even anticipating her needs and really leading the relationship. And then it becomes a little bit awkward if he has needs that are not getting met. And so in the past it would be covert contracts or it would be manipulation to get those needs, well, that's what covert contracts are, to get those needs met. So you've got this kind of open relationship, which is what I'd be looking forward to, to be honest, where because, oh man, I really don't, because I haven't practiced it, I can't really put my finger on it, but I've got a feeling that the woman will enjoy it, you know, in that submissive way, if mm-hmm. it's done correctly, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to having to do it because he wants it. I think there's a real difference in well, that. Well, the, the, the disconnection is for me is that um, if he, he has a need to have sex, so he tries to initiate, but she isn't feeling it. And because she's got needs that aren't being expressed. Yeah, because it won't be in the moment. This can be a conglomeration of the day. Mm. You know, this can be a leading up to those moments, right? Yeah. Rather than this is what's ha- what's happening in the moment. Like if she's f- having unnet I still think, yeah, but I still think it's in the moment. I still think it happens in the moment because you can only deal in that moment. And it yeah. can be... It can be dealt with in the moment if people are expressing correctly. Yeah. So, um, and off, uh, what one of the challenges with sex is often men are ready to go straight yeah. away. They just want to fuck. Yeah. And woman or feminine um, isn't like that. Need to be warmed up. Yeah, potentially, or they need um, something kinky. You know, maybe they're more kinky style, or they need to be feel really connected and like mm. a deep sense of connection with their partner. Mm. Or, like you say, maybe there's um, they need more sensuality, more massage, more foreplay, and that kind of thing. Mm. And this could be true the other way around too. Yeah, this could be a woman that just is ready to rock, super sexual, and the guy's actually like, oh, you know, I need some time. Yeah. So um, that's. I mean, it just get, it, I just know it leads to so many weird sexual interactions in relationships. I believe so, yeah. We've just got a really unclear. But if we can find a way to talk about it, um, it's, that, that's how we get our needs met. Mm. And so, but you first have to, because like a, a lot of times, say, just to keep this uh, analogy going of the guy just wanting sex mm. and she or he's not, not feeling it or the partner's not into it or not feeling it. Um, oftentimes there'll be an unspoken guilt there that they can't just give their partner what they want. Mm. They can't just start having sex. And so they'll feel like you might end up saying, oh, you know, I'm just not that sexual or I'm not. And the partner goes, oh, yeah, my partner's just not as much into sex as I am. But that's not it. No. That's not it at all. Mm. It's just that you haven't actually tuned into what are you feeling in that moment? So when he initiates sex, what are you feeling? And you might feel like, oh, I'm just... I'm closed or I'm not, um, yeah, I don't feel like connected or I don't feel Mm. like you've 
got me into a space where I can do this, you know, so connecting with that feeling mm. so that your partner can understand what they can do, you know, to to meet that need. Yeah, because if you can't, if you feel disconnected and you can't, you know, there's no way you're going to want to have sex. No, it's that a horrible makes, feeling. Yeah. yeah, and that's when it goes into that awkward sort of thing. And also you brought it up the other day about that TV show where um, the lady... Love, Sex and Goop. It's a good one with Gwyneth Paltrow. What's it called? Love, Love Sex and Goop. Goop. Goop's the name of her show, uh, her business. All right. Yeah, where, um, where people can be scared to actually say what, like, I mean, I'm I don't, I'm not that kinky, but I can imagine if I, I had a different sort of way that I wanted to do things, mm-hmm. that would be quite, I'd be quite fearful to yeah, bring that up because yeah. I wouldn't want to lose someone that I'm really attracted to and that's going so well. Then I've got to drop this bomb of like, that's this right. is actually how I want to do it. And they might have already been shaming you for not wanting sex or not. Yeah. You know, they might have unconsciously been shaming you for already yeah for not feeling it yeah yeah so man you can just yeah have some really amazing conversations for me i need to feel connection and i also need to for me i'd love i'd rather have sex once a week and it lasts for two hours than have 10 minute fuck every night yeah right i can't do that yeah it's not, not not my style but i'd love like when i'm in a really good space really relaxed and really connected to the person like for me sex is an expression of our connection Mm. Whereas, um, it's deep. Yeah. Well, there's that old, um, it's too cliche and it's too general, but like men have sex to feel connected and women feel connected to have sex. Yeah. That's you know? right. And it's like, it's very broad. And I believe it's kind of true, though. Some, something, that. yeah. Gen- yeah. Very general, very general. But yeah. So understanding that, you know, because if I'm someone that needs connection and sensuality, I might have to have a covert contract to get that need met. Yeah, nice. You know, mm. so I might say, well, um, I'm only going to give you a blowjob if you give me a massage, mm. you know, mm. something like that. Mm. And it ends up really a bit weird. It's a bloody minefield, isn't it? Well, it's a body field. <laughs> yeah, when you start feeling into it. You know, mm. it's a minefield when you're in covert contract and manipulation. Mm. But when you actually start feeling into it and going, well, what am I feeling? What's the emotion here? What would actually open me? And being willing to try stuff. Mm. Um, one thing they said in that documentary, which I love, they said never have the conversation in the middle of sex. No, right. Always have Makes it sense. outside of the sexual interaction because or else your body, your nervous system will start associating sex with a, a being a minefield. Un- yeah, an uncomfortable moment. Yeah, a weird thing. Yeah. So, yeah, you never... You never have the conversation during sex. That's good advice. Isn't it? That's really good. Yeah. So people should uh, go and have good conversations about. Yeah. Well, for the feminine, feel what you're feeling. Why mm. aren't you opening? Why don't you want to have sex? Check in with what your needs might be. And maybe you won't know, but you can try some stuff. You can try maybe being a bit more kinky. Try being more sensual, try and see what it would be like to get more connected before sex. Do you think the rest of the relationship's going to, or the relationship as a whole has got to be in a certain stage first before that? Like if it's, if things are not going well and um, there's a lot of anxiety or arguments maybe and stuff like that, maybe that's a way to spice it up. Sometimes when there's lots of arguments, yeah, there's more polarity, so it can be easier to feel sexual energy. Hmm. Basically, I think you're right. Yeah. It's a first, folks. <laughs> oh, that's good. 
Wow. Thanks, guys. I didn't know we were going there. Yes, People, fascinating chat. Yeah, listening to the first half of this episode, <laughs> they'll be like, Jesus, I don't you know, know where this is going. I was droning on about squash. But anybody who's listened to this, <laughs> that's right, who got this far through, there's a bit of they sex got a little gold at the end. Yeah, a little bit of sex. Well, I hope so. Cool. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Have a great couple of days. We'll see you back next week for episode 31. That was the Transformation Bros with Jason and Nathan. 